It's time for another episode of Bangers and Trash, your podcast for all things fantasy football. Welcome to the Bangers and Trash podcast, and thanks for joining us. I'm your host, Lucio, aka at TFF Post on Twitter, and I'm joined as always by the stat man, Matthew May. Give everyone a wave. Cheers, Matt. No one can Hello. see you. Thank you. <laughs> We've got uh, Antonio, aka Lights Out Seven. What's happening, Luce? And we've got Pietro Chevy, the doctor, philosopher. I can't even say the word. Professor, the the P Meister, the Angry Man. <laughs> Plenty of Twitter options there for you, mate. I think you've got a handle like that. You can pick one. <laughs> <laughs> and. Today, on this episode, we've got um, a big topic. We've recently been talking about quarterbacks. Um, So now, obviously, the quarterbacks have to throw to somebody. So who are the people they're going to be throwing to? We're going to be ranking them 1 to 12 off the board. Who is going WR1, WR2, all the way down to 12? I know, P, you sent me a list all the way to 15. You researched how big there. Um, Keep that for next week, though. Tasty. Um, There is a reason. Because P was the most organised out of everybody. Sorry, boys. Well, he's a doctor. <laughs> he's got a PhD. Not literally. Not literally what PhD stands for. But, you know, he's got a PhD in other ways. Pretty. Uh, so. You're going to have to elaborate. Sorry, Tone. Just talk over him, Luch. Keep going. <laughs> Keep going. <laughs> I'm trying to figure out what PhD stands for. It's like a rude gesture or something like that, but no, nothing's coming to me. Um, anyway, <laughs> P, who's your number one WR off the board? Um, well, I may as well make it simple, Fred. There's a, it's a choice of two, and I've gone... Agreed. I, I went for Tyree Kill. Uh, I think the opposite of what everyone else has gone for. <laughs> we'll find out. Yeah, it's interesting you brought up that. It is out of two, isn't it? Um, just to let you know, listeners, as well, we're trying something new today. We actually, I'm streaming this from my Twitter live, so trying to get some feedback. So if you've got any feedback, send me some messages, anything like that, that'd be amazing. Um, Antonio, do you agree with Pete, or is he an absolute phony? He's not a phony. It is between two, so I'm going to say the other one, um, and we'll have a discussion on who should. So Devontae Adams is the other one, and it's uh very close between them adams was probably the more consistent and gave you the boom weeks this year whereas you think of tyreek as just a bit boom weeks but i i would probably go if if let's just say if nothing changes dramatically i'd still go adams next year over hill but it's, it's close nice and the stat man math yeah it's the same for me with uh, as tony with um adams but it is it is out of the two um, with Tyreek Hill, to Tony's point, um, there were three players who averaged over 20 points last season. Um, Devontae Adams came in top 25.2. Um, so, yeah, you're getting the consistency out of him, opportunity, talent. Yeah, if nothing major happens in the offseason, then you've got to back Adams to go first for me. But I, I'm keen to hear Pietro's case for Tyreek, obviously. Yeah. Could you explain? There's two reasons I've gone for Hill first, right? Mm. I don't think anyone's going to argue he's not the most explosive fantasy receiver out there. He's but the second we... fastest player in the NFL behind Scott Miller. 
<laughs> I'd be above. And then, oh dear. The problem was he was always he was boom or bust, but this year his volume went up massively. He started play. He started getting ten targets a game, which he's never I've never seen him get before. Which was a, I thought a big shift in the way Kansas City were playing. And he's instead of getting his yards, you know, blowing the top off the defense, he's been catching it in uh, the middle. Lost my words now. In the I'm middle of the area. Yeah. And getting his yards after after the catch. And he's getting more volume as well. So he's gone up in my estimations. Devontae Adams hasn't moved from last year. He was still a great receiver, the best receiver in fantasy. But as the two of you probably alluded to just then, not everything is going to stay the same in Green Bay. For me, things are going to change. You've got Aaron Rodgers asking for a new contract. But Aaron Jones, not, not going to get his money almost definitely, and going elsewhere. There's going to be changes in that team. And I think Hill is actually the more steady option, which is why I put him, just edge him at first. You can't go that's, wrong. That's really interesting. And we have actually just got a, a from Twitter, <coughs> a comment from at many faces of cello um, saying, P, you're an absolute bum. I can't believe you put Hill above, above Adams. <laughs> I think it's safe to say cellos are alive and well. I don't let, let, can I just, I, I, I wouldn't mind just chucking in a, a, a bit of a curveball here, Oof. if that's all right with, uh, with everyone. So we are talking about pass catches, aren't we? And I'm interested to see if, if Travis Kelsey falls in this group oh. of two. Um, considering that he's going to go back into the first. So he's on the same team as Tyreek Hill, and we're saying, you know, not much has changed. So that by that, we mean the quarterback stable, and they're not going to add a receiver or a receiver of note. So we know it's going to be Hill and Kelsey. Are uh, you taking Hill over Kelsey, P? Yeah. Hill, um, Kelsey doesn't move for me in drafts. He's at the bottom of the first, top of the second, pretty much mm. every year in a 12-man league and I think you're talking Hill and Adams are somewhere in the middle of the first round roughly okay. I don't so if you're if, if you pick good. seven if you pick seven or eight you're, you're more likely to go Hill than Kelsey yes so I'm I think I might be the, I think I might go Adams Kelsey Hill I think <laughs> because because and I've never been I've never been that way really with a tight end, but we're talking about Kansas City here, obviously. So I think the leg up that he gives you on the tight ends next year is is just gonna be far and above what you can get as a wide receiver. And you know, we're gonna talk about some really good wide receivers in a bit. Mm. So if you can if you tell me you can get Kelsey and Robinson or you know, someone like that over Tyreek Hill and Hawkinson, I would take probably Kelsey and Robinson in that instance. Yeah. I, I want to caveat what I said because mm. I was on about draft order. That's where I think these players are going. I'm Kelsey's number one fan. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I yeah. want him on my team. So, but I'm not going to, I don't think I would reach as high as you're talking there, middle of the first, which is roughly where you said, I think. Yeah, I that's would bottom of the first. So, once. Yeah, outrageous in the fact that, you know, I, I would still take all those running backs we talked about and Adams. And then mm. I'm, what I'm saying is, 
instead of going Hill or any of these other receivers, I would look at if my favorite running backs are gone, potentially looking at Kelsey. I think he belongs in this tier as pass catchers. I think that's what I'm trying to say. And he's probably the only tight end we'll talk about for the rest of the show. So it is it is um, interesting you brought him up uh, in this already because you're talking about picking him there, and that's really like I know P, you picked him in the first round, didn't you, Kelsey? In one of the drafts, second, you were able to, but he Always is consistent. Most of the turn, now you usually get him round about there. Yeah, yeah he, he belo- I think he belongs in this conversation. He does. It is, it is interesting. I think it'll be more popular than than we're giving credit for. I think to Antonio's point, if you miss out on your favorite RBs and you see Adams has gone, yeah, you will have a think. You will have a pause yeah. and have a think about taking him there because then you are looking at him versus Hill. And I think it is much... I mean, Pietro's mm-hmm. obviously named Hill above Adams, so it's a different conversation, but I think it's a, it'll be close for a lot of people. I could see that being a popular, popular choice this year. Uh, I just think you can hope that Kelsey falls to the second, top of the second. So you're just going to yeah. hope to get... Mm, like yeah, drafts. I see what you mean. I love you, yeah. I don't know if you if agree. I, th- I think you um, summed that up really well. You've got that headache, really, of who is there. But three out of four players, uh, experts, sorry, choosing Adams over Hill. And P did explain why he would choose Hill, but uh, we did have some abuse from Twitter. I have blocked that person on Twitter now, so hopefully we won't get any more abuse. <laughs> um, Goals. <laughs> uh, so we'll go, uh, Anton, who would be your second person then as wide receiver yeah. or tight end? Well, I, I, I think the more I think about it, I would put Kelsey as my second and then Hill. So that's the top three for me. But that, that but that's huge. that's taken into consideration, um, you know, position scarcity at tight end. Once you get over that that top tight end, um, I didn't see enough from from Waller in the start of the season. I think he came on strong at the end. It, it, I mean, the Waller run reminded me a little bit of Higby last year when everyone just jumped on Higby and he fell apart this year. If you remember, uh, Tyler Higby the year before was really strong at the end. Waller had a very strong end. But I do think Waller and Kittle and Miles, that you know, that's the next tier of tight end. I don't think they come into this conversation today. Um, well, they will in drafts. So this is going back to Pietra's point. If we're talking about draft position, some of the receivers we, we talk about today might fall into that Kittle and... Waller tier, but but Kelsey's just a superior talent, so I I think he belongs in this tier. But you know, Tyreek Hill's going to win you a week on his own. Is Kelsey going to do that? That's the question. I I love that you just put it out there, and so I'll see what the two boys say, and we'll come back to that then. Um, Matt, who's your second and third pick if we carry on the consistency like that? Yeah, so obviously it's, it's interesting what Lightsight 7 is saying and you can't move away from it. Um, if I'm going purely uh, wide receiver position, I'm going Tyreek Hill second. Obviously, we've mentioned uh, yeah. it's eight of the two, the top two. For me, obviously, the offense is unbelievable. For Tyreek Hill, he's going to get opportunities, but I just don't see him getting as many or, or the consistency that Adams is getting. Obviously, we've got to caveat that with all of the changes going to happen over the off-season. But, um, yeah, for me, I mentioned he's one of the three players who had over 20 points, um, uh, you know, per game. So he's he's going to get you points. But 
Um, Adams, edges him. But yeah, top two, those two for me, for wide receivers. But like I said, I would have a think. It depends where you are. Um, it depends what's on the board uh, when it gets to that point. And if Adams is gone, I would be thinking about Kelsey and I wouldn't be thinking about any other tight end. So are you saying Kelsey is your number three as well then, receiver? Um, yeah, if, we, if we're doing it like that, yeah, he, he, it would be, there'd be jostling for position, Tyreek and, and Kelsey with Adams clearly above. Um, but yeah, if you want my number three wide receiver though, it would be receiver. Yeah, it would be Hopkins. Thank you, Statman. If um, when I come on to aggressive P now, could you just check what Kelsey's average? You talked about Tyreek's being over twenty. You talked about Devontae's. Could you check Kelsey's whilst I come on to P? Pete, who's your second and third pick for the oh, for receivers? Uh, receivers. Well, it's Adam second. There's no debate there. But I just want to say, if we're talking about my personal draft strategy. I wouldn't pick any of these boys. I ain't picking receiver at all. <laughs> I'm going, I want a running back number one. Yeah. And I'm hoping to get Kelsey number two. That's as yeah. simple as that. But in terms of orders, I'll let yeah, someone else can take these two boys and not first. Plenty of receivers out there. Um, if we are counting Kelsey in the list, then yeah, you would slot in here as third. Interesting. So, boys, I'm just going to put a spanner out there. Are you saying that you're overlooking Diggs in the top three wide receivers with what he's done with Josh Allen this year? Um, just to give you a heads up, Devontae Adams had 353 points on the year for fantasy. Diggs had 320 and Tyreek had 317. So are you saying that, I don't know uh, with Kelsey in that situation, but are you saying, for example, Math, that Hopkins will play better than Diggs next year? So for me, and this is a good question because Diggs was the other player who got over the 20 points. So uh, he's, he's not... So it was a great season. He had a great season with, with Alan. Obviously, there's no, no denying that. Um, but it's only, it only one season. Um, and I just think, obviously, they've both got elite quarterbacks around them. Um, and even though Diggs did outscore DeAndre Hopkins per game last year, I still I still edge Hopkins for me over Diggs. Um, and I know that if you look at historic data, you'd say oh, you've got to back Diggs, but I, I don't know. I just he could you'll probably absolutely um destroy that opinion that I've got of him there. But um yeah, I'm just not gonna go with it based on just just what I've seen this year. Okay. Thank you, Matt. Uh, boys, do you have any opinion about Diggs being in that category in the top three? You've got so, my list. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Who did Pietro have after? Oh, so so right. who's, Pietro's, who's Pietro's number three wide receiver? Uh, uh, fifth, he's, I, no, go on, P, sorry. Yeah, I, I've gone for Metcalf. Third. Mm. Okay. So uh, for me, I just thinking about if we could tear some of these again. I would have, I think I agree with Matthew, Diggs and Hopkins would probably be in that next tier. But I had Diggs above Hopkins. I had Diggs at number three in terms of wide receivers. And then nice. Hopkins. And I think Hopkins is is fine, but his routes are very shallow now. He's changed into a different receiver where he, he 
he doesn't have the ceiling if he doesn't score touchdowns, if that makes sense. I, I don't really... All right, you can talk about that, Hail Mary, or whatever. Um, as a, you know, thinking about the deep throws that he had, but Diggs is more likely to go past someone and and get that big play, as well as all those intermediate routes. Whereas Hopkins seems to be a bit more of a possession receiver now, and to be one, two, or three, or you know, the challenge Hill, you need to go over the top, and if you need to, if you're challenging Adams, you need to be consistently catching. You know, over he had so Adams had 115 receptions. Hopkins had 115 as well, I think. But but they're kind of I I think they're different targets. I I really see Hopkins as as a shallower right right tree now. Um, and maybe you know I'm talking about actually of of moving him down even more than four to be honest, just by talking. Wow. So um, wow. let me have a think about that while we um. But takes is takes yeah. is three for me. What I would add to that is that. Um, Hopkins is the consistency. I appreciate what you're saying, Tone, about, you know, is he looking like a different, he's going to be used in a different way in the offense, which is obviously going to um, take away some of the opportunity to score points. So if, you, if you're talking about consistency, 17.6 PPR points per game for the fourth year in a row and the fifth time in the past six seasons. So for me, if I'm looking at someone that I believe can score me more points over the season, I'm taking Hopkins over Diggs. So Hopkins had six touchdowns. I think that's going to arise. That's why I was I put him higher because I yeah. remember looking at this and I said, right, okay, that's a low number of touchdowns, high number of receptions. So if one of those things is going to change next year, he should be in the end zone a bit more. Therefore, his scoring will go up. But I mean, mm. he finished. So this year, he finished wide receiver eight in half point PPR. So that, uh, I, yeah, I feel I feel like fours. Yeah, you know, three and, and four. Weird. Um, the new quarterback connection as well. Exactly. That was his first year. Yeah. Unbelievable. So, yeah. Um, boys, just to let you know, with the list, I've put Kelsey in. So, when you're talking about your receivers, P, I put Kelsey as three, and then DK Metcalf as four, and then Hopkins as five for you. Um, and well, Matt, you put Hopkins as three. What, what were you going to say, P? I was just say, you can see I've tiered them. I've, I yeah. disagree with a lot of what's been said here, but got them loose. We want to hear that disagreement, though. I know that Hopkins, if he listens to this, he will be shouting at all of you, saying, oh, I'm number five. I'm, I should be number I two. Know, I understand it. But I've honestly got DK in a bracket on his own in third. I he think he's, he's above all of these boys that have been mentioned. He is a monster. And what we saw last year was just tip of the iceberg for his potential, what he's going to do. His touchdowns are going to go up, not down. What we saw from Diggs, which you all seem to like a lot about, that was his peak, I think, what we saw that last year. He's not gonna he's not getting better. He's not getting better numbers than he did last year. Not significantly anyway. That's his peak. That's probably the first year we've ever seen him play an entire season start to finish. And I I just don't understand the logic putting him above these players. I DK's got way more upside for me and I want him on my roster. That's big. That's big. So Diggs hasn't really got anyone challenging him for targets. And there's a big party when Josh Allen drops back. I mean, he's dropping back. They're throwing the ball so much. They they cannot run the ball, that team. I don't know what happened to Moss and uh, Singletary this year. Yeah. So uh, I trust Seattle to go back to how they won and how they got into the playoffs next year. I think they're going to go back to running the ball. 
and Lockett's not going away. His contract's not going away. So, all right, we're talking about we're talking about a high percentage team that throw the ball. Nearly double points they scored thirty four points, and Seattle were averaging twenty, roughly. So there's there's a point scored. The the more high passing team and less targets. So there's three big whammies that I like Diggs, and that, and that, and that's why he finished above him this year. So what I'm saying is I don't think I don't think he's going to overtake Lockett that much. And I don't think Russell Wilson's going to throw that much. So Lockett, Lockett let's just look. Lockett um, finished wide receiver nine. And I'd like you to exclude his free touchdown, 45.8. Yeah. yeah, we know about that. <laughs> Which <laughs> yeah. he drops outside the top 25. Correct. Like so Lockett, let's look at, let's look at Metcalf had 83 receptions. Lockett had 100. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. Look, what Metcalf did with those receptions, that number is going up. You cannot not feed him the ball. He is the number one receiver in Seattle. It has to go up. He can do a lot more with the ball. I've, but but 100 target, 100, sorry, 100 receptions for Lockett in a team that doesn't throw much, doesn't leave much for Metcalf. That's my argument, I think. You say they don't throw a lot, but they did throw a lot. Yeah, they did, and that's that's what I mean. That, that's what you got. You got 80, 80, 83. So, I think Seattle will run the ball a bit more next year. It depends what happens with Carson, but I think they had success when they were a running team um, the last few years. And, you know, the let Russ cook story was all fun. Actually, the first, first half of the season, when Russ was cooking, they looked unstoppable. And they went back to the running game and it failed this year. But Pete Carroll's already talked about he wants to run the ball more next year, which is scary. Um, I like Metcalf. I just, I would instantly take Diggs over Metcalf if it was a selection. But that's, that's me. And you can have Metcalf, I'll have Diggs. No problem. I, I don't like Diggs. It's been so many years where he just, yeah. he has the slightest niggle and his performances are just terrible. And he moans. When he's moaning, he moans. Like, he does oh, moan. Oh, he moans a lot. Oh, yeah. Ah. This, that. I don't want that on my roster. No. <laughs> it's like playing football with Paolo. No one wants that. <laughs> <laughs> I yeah. love, boys, the back and forth here. I can see where P's coming from. DK is an absolute athlete. He is a bodybuilder who can sprint like Usain Bolt. The potential is huge. And I can see where P's thinking he hasn't been captured. Um the dig scenario, I completely understand that as well. He's only had one good season, really. At Vikings, he was good. He was elite, but like we've talked just about, he moaned. It breaks up the team chemistry, stuff like that. So it's interesting to see where that goes. And obviously, with quarterbacks in certain positions, that's going to change certain things as well. Talk about Russell Wilson, great quarterback. Going to be constantly fed. Lock it on the other side. If the run game does start, Obviously, that opens up Lockett to catch more bombs. So we'll see. We'll write this list and we'll see how it goes. Let's go to Matt, though. Stat man, Matt, did you have any stats for Kelsey? Yeah, so he scored 21 points, average 21 points per game. So he would he would be the fourth one of four to get over 20 points per game last season. So it we definitely puts him in that category. In that tight end. So, as a tight end, yeah, that's ridiculous. Yeah, yeah. ridiculous. It is Does insane. that make him... Was he more productive than Tyreek or less uh, productive? He was as productive as Tyreek. Oh, amazing. So, so when we're looking at that, we're talking Kelsey. It wasn't outrageous to put him in that top two 
three bracket because he's there. So Matt, yeah. let's talk about your pick four and pick five, your receivers. Um, so yeah, so my receivers is Diggs was my fourth. Um, led the NFL in receptions, loads of receiving yards, scored eight touchdowns, great first season, moaned a lot, I'm sure. Um, <laughs> out of a great offense, got a great quarterback who loves to throw the ball. Yeah. Yep. Um, so yeah, and as I say it, it does make you think, well, why the hell is he your number four and not your number three? But um, I'm sticking with uh, Hopkins's consistency. And then my number five is Ridley. Um, he's overtaken as a number one wide receiver at the Falcons. The guy you tried trading all year. Yeah, and for context, uh, because <laughs> I, I had a, a Devontae Adams and Keelan Allen uh, and Ridley, nice. I mean, what a stack. Nice. But yeah, um, obviously, if you look at last season, very up and down. Um, there was a goose egg at one point. But yeah, Ridley, um, stock has gone up for me for, for this season. He's my number five. Okay, interesting. Um, we've just got another message on Twitter, boys. Uh, you can't block me. Um, I can't believe Pietro the Professor has said DK at number four. He's clueless. I mean, oh, it's, not very ni- it's not very nice, is it? Bring it up. It's not. <laughs> he's, got a, he's got a PhD, for God's sake. <laughs> God, he's coming. Challenge me. That's what I say. <laughs> I'll block him again. Don't worry. I'm guessing it's the same person. Right. <laughs> Let's go on to uh, your pick six, seven, and eight P, please. Six, seven, eight. Yeah, and I'm not four, the yeah. <laughs> Lucio's putting them in okay. for you, P. <laughs> so yeah, you, you can DK in Kelsey. Right? This is my five, five to seven. Yeah, go on. Is that right? All right. <laughs> and it's good as five to seven. So I've pretty much got all three of these pretty levels. So I've got. Not in any order. I got Dig, Diggs, Hopkins, and Ridley. In the order I'd pull him in, actually, was Hopkins, Ridley, then Diggs. Because as Oof. I said, I don't like Diggs. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But what is your official order? Go on, Hopkins, Ridley, Diggs. Hopkins, <laughs> Ridley. Like, I'm going to get you a t-shirt. I don't like Diggs t-shirt, P. But those players will finish roughly... It's, you know, it's... It's going to be close, and I fetch for those three, to be honest. So I don't think you could go too wrong there. Yeah, I, I think yeah. we, we looked at our picks, just to let the listeners know, we looked at our picks and compared them to, um, with the running, the, the quarterback, sorry, and compared them to NFL experts as well, like uh, Florio. I don't know his first name, I've forgotten it, sorry. Florio. Um, Mike, Mike. And Mike Florio, that's the one. And our picks were very similar to these NFL experts, which just shows what we're talking about is the consensus around the board. Um, Those were all wrong. Cello's <laughs> <laughs> oh. oh. here, is he? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the only person who was wrong was Cello saying no chub. Oh, uh, dear. <laughs> Matt, who's your pick six and seven? Um, so my pick six and seven. I'm going to go Michael Thomas and Keelan Allen. And I had previously ranked them in the order I said them, but I would be willing to put Keelan Allen above Thomas. Thomas will, be a, Thomas will be a value pick next season. 
um, because of everything that's happened this year, he would have been a lot of people. Obviously, questions are in the quarterback. Allen is just a machine with Justin Herbert. If you want opportunity, Keelan Allen is unbelievable. And he's just outside of the top, uh, getting averaging 20 points per game. He was very consistent for me last year. Um, so, yeah, I was willing to keep him over Ridley. So, yeah. Okay, I like how you backed that up. Um, it's interesting how we've got this different perception on players and uh, I'm sure P will exp- like, has already explained he's put his three players in a category. Um, we'll go on to uh, Lights Out 7. Lights Out, did you hear what Matt just said with his six and seven? I did. Yeah, so we've got a few couple of new names there, haven't we? Yeah. We've got Thomas. So I, what number am I on? Because uh, I don't think... Calcium. Okay, so I went Hill, Adams, or Kelsey, top three, whatever order. Then I said Diggs and Hopkins, so I'm on six. I would I would throw in a name we haven't talked about here, AJ Brown. I think he's going to have a big season next year. I would choose AJ Brown above uh, Metcalf, Thomas, Keenan. And the reason is very similar to the Diggs conversation. I know it's big. He's he he is ready for a breakout. Now we talked about Metcalf having a breakout and, and overtaking Lockett or whatever. Uh, but I would AJ Brown next year has again, it's the lack of targets everywhere else that I'm looking at. So he's got I I'm trying to find out the next person who's gonna have a digs like season where the quarterback just homes in on one person. So that's not going to happen for me for Metcalf. It's not going to happen for me for uh, even Keenan Allen, really, or Ooh. any of these, or, or maybe even Ridley. If Julio's fit, if Julio's fit, do you, do you think Matt Ryan's going to home in on Ridley? Probably not. So I would, AJ Brown's got, he's got the physique, as we all know and can see on Twitter. He's got the, he's got the speed and he's got the, the, the kind of, prototype wide receiver one size and he's got a quarterback in Tannehill who's improved dramatically I think personally over the next last couple of years and they've got a new change of coordinator who's probably going to hope well you know they, they ran a lot with Henry maybe they maybe they throw a little more and and really they're not a running team you think of Tennessee as a running team but actually they were middle of the road they run and pass ratio so I think there's a lot going for AJ Brown next year I think he is a massive sleeper because you haven't got to get him in this range. You can wait and get him as your wide receiver one. That's my piece on AJ Brown. Fire away. I'll just duck and cover now. I'm not going to argue, so I've got him at seven as well. Okay, good. That's all right. I thought... Who's just uh... got the proof? Yeah. I'm going above Metcalf. <laughs> again, I'm looking for someone who can have that digs digs target share. And you're telling me Corey Davis and John Smith. Corey Davis might not even be there. So we're now talking about rookies and a free agent wide receiver joining. He's on his own. I agree. The the only argument that the listeners might have against that is obviously we're talking about except for Adams, every other person we talked about, and Diggs, sorry. Um everyone else has got another superstar in that team. When we're talking about Ridley, when Julio was on the pitch, Ridley played better and got more of the ball because Julio gets that attention from your people like Ramsey, 
and your one-on-one uh, cornerbacks and double safety covers, even triple safety sometimes. Um, whereas when you're looking at AJ Brown, do you think that the defences will now start focusing on him um, and not loading the box against Big Derek? I th- yeah, I was just going to go. I think it's the opposite because the reason Corey Davis did so well last year was because they were focusing in on AJ Brown. So he's already had to play like that as the man being focused on. So he, I think he's already proven it. Nice. He can play through. Perfect. That's that's all I wanted to hear the, the explanation if you had that backed up. Uh, and mm. so who's your pick seven? Uh, Ridley. Tentatively, I would say, over DK Metcalf. Because I think Julio's not going away. Yeah. Okay. Um, that's big, big first seven boys for most of you. Um, really is quite consistent. The only one that's chucked in a couple of different names, Michael Thomas. What do you think of that, boys, coming as number six on Matt's list? Yeah, so obviously he's going to probably be the one that drops the most, I can imagine. Um, and it's just, you know, we, we can't not say about the quarterback here, can we? Uh, and also, does he look the same player when he came back? So there's that as well. It was a bad injury, Ed. I mean, most people come back halfway through the season from a high ankle sprain. He left it to the right at the end. Don't know, don't know if he looked the same to me. That was just my mm-hmm. eye test. Well, it's the same fairness to him. He came back, you know, it was a small sample size and it was the playoffs. So it was, it was hard to judge. You need a full preseason, really, to see if he's going to be back. And I'm a, I got him at eighth, so <laughs> coming up next. So I agree. Well, he's in the same bracket, so Matthew's not way off, but he's mm. obviously fallen. I mean, he had a terrible season. Oh. Drew Brees is likely going... Until well, you know centre, and this counts for Kamara as well. If um, Hill is under centre, it is an absolute killer for all of these boys. <laughs> I don't think he will be. <laughs> I'd love it if it was someone like Winston, but it's not going to be. It's going to be someone. We need to know who. So until yeah. then, he's sitting round about there, I think. I, I like it, boys. Uh, Math, did you want to back up Thomas? No, I mean, I, I agree. Like I said, he's going to be a value pick. He probably, for a lot of people, won't be in that top six. Um, I, I like him there. I think the talent doesn't go away. I think it is a small sample size, and it was a bit of a uh, a, ge- a general all-over-the-place offense um, for the Saints. So, yeah, I think someone will get a good deal on him. He will drop further mm. than what I've given him credit for. Um, but I think when you do take him... I think he will do well for someone next season, um, especially if you get get a good bargain on him. Yeah, He's... and I, you bringing up that where he could drop even out of the top 12, let's say, could be on the, the edge. Um, and if you're there on the 12th wide receiver off the board, you, you're snapping him up without a thought, aren't you? P, were you going to say something then? He's a type of player right now in a position he's in where if you land on him, you're thinking, ooh, do I want to go for it right now? Or is there someone around there that I can... It feels a bit mm. safer. Yeah. Yeah, I completely agree. Like I, I picked him last year as my WR three. Um somebody had Adam, somebody had Hill, and somebody had um Tyreek, sorry, and Kelsey 
all off the board before me and I came as pick number eight or nine off the board. And I chose Thomas off the hype that he's going to boom again. And obviously that spoiled my league. Um, <laughs> let's not that big. <laughs> Pete, who is your pick eight and nine? Oh, let's go to 10 actually. Eight, nine and 10. Okay. Well, Thomas at eight. Yeah. Um, nine and 10 is very simple. It's, but I expect people are going to disagree. It's the two Tampa boys. I have gone in this order, Mike Evans, Chris Godwin. And yeah. I'll back up Mike Evans now. I won't have a discussion about why they're there, but I've gone Evans over Godwin because I've been an Evans hater for quite a long time. But he kept looking for him in the end zone constantly. He was the touchdown man. And he's a Tampa Bay where they've just got so many weapons, but he's the one they go to in the end zone, which I liked. And he's got Tom Brady thrown on the ball, and they're on a great team, which are going to go far. So he sounds like a perfect player to have in your roster. Yeah, I, I like to brought Evans. I like that you brought him up. Uh, we'll have a little discussion about both of them being in the top 10. That's a, that's, that's a big shout. Um, we'll go to Lights Out, though. What number am I on? Eight, nine, Eight, and ten. Nine. <laughs> okay. Uh, I would go uh, Michael Thomas, eight. So he's not dropping that much. Um, Chris Godwin, definitely, nine. I'm going to say... Justin Jefferson, 10. And there's there's a reason for that. But uh, I don't know if you want to bring it up now or later. It's up to you. Bring it up now if you want, Tom. So I think I think Jefferson has overtaken Thielen in terms of just pure right running and uh, where he's utilised basically across the formations. What I saw last year... so. Looking at yardage, Jefferson had 1,400. We all know he broke the rookie records or whatever. And he was, I think he was third. Uh, Adam Thielen had 925. Now, did he play all season, Thielen? I think he did. Oh, no, he missed one game looking at this. So, I mean, that, that's, a, that's a massive difference if you're looking at... Um, you know, the top two receivers on the team. I think I think the switch has already happened and Thielen's mm-hmm. going to be a year older. Mm-hmm. Thielen had 14 touchdowns to Jefferson seven. So for me, we're looking at, again, yards against touchdowns. There's only one that's going to change. I, I don't think the yardage is going to change. That's my argument for Diggs. So I think Jefferson's touchdowns go up, Thielen's go down, therefore Jefferson scores a bit higher this year. He has to be, in my opinion, he has to be in the top 10. Yeah, and I know uh, Matt has been nodding like a Cheshire cat with some of the stats you were coming out there, Statman Math. I know he texted me earlier saying that Justin Jefferson per game had 16.7 and actually outranked Thielen by 0.3. So Statman Math agrees. Uh, Matt, who was your 8, 9 and 10? So, yeah, so I I love the Jefferson talk. He doesn't make it into my top 10, but he's just outside. Um, But yeah, he's a a record holder for a rookie. Um, Number eight is DK Metcalf. Don't worry, P, you can have him. Um, I'm not going to steal him away from you. He's number eight for me. But um, yeah, then it's Julio um, for me. I'm surprised he hasn't been mentioned in other people's top 10. Um, Still elite, but plenty of unknowns, I know. Um, And then it's Mike Evans. And not the rip off what Pietro's saying, but yeah, 
what an offense, what a quarterback. I had Antonio, uh, uh, I had uh, AB. Brown. Yeah. <laughs> I thought you were going to say Antonio Brown. <laughs> no, I did. I, yeah, had Antonio, I, I had Antonio Brown last season, and uh, every time I had a look at how Antonio Brown was doing, Mike Evans was catching it in the end zone. So um, yeah. <laughs> it's very, I'm very familiar with how much uh, Mike Evans gets targeted in the end zone by an unbelievable quarterback. So yeah, he, he's in the 10 for me, but um, the points around Jefferson was strong. Mm. He doesn't make it, but those are my, those are my three to make up the 10. Okay. Can we go nice. back? Can we, can we have a chat about Evans and Godwin? Cause I think I'm, I'm so I'm the only one higher with Godwin. Yeah. Luce, yeah. where do you stand on those two? Um, I wouldn't put them in the top 10 for me. I would be putting like, for example, in your list, uh, yeah. so you and brought up Diggs. I would be putting Diggs over uh, Godwin. I would be putting number Jefferson. Three. He was number three, mate. Oh, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, I can see it now. <laughs> oh, so, someone's um, just contacted us on Twitter and said, uh, Lucho is a poor host. I mean. oh. <laughs> <laughs> sorry, Tom. Um, right, yeah, no I personally would be putting Jefferson above Godwin. I absolutely love what Jefferson did this year. Um, I'm not sure if Brady will be able to do it again uh, next year. I know everyone's been saying that for the last 10 years, but I just think, (laughs) I just think that um, personally, like you see a lot of the time as well, Brady stat pads. And that's what worries me the most, whereas Jefferson was consistent. When Brady knows he can attack defenses, that's when they're bombing it. And that's when these players like Godwin were racking up the points and, Personally, I, I wouldn't want that. I'd rather that Jefferson um, mm. or Ridley over those players. So, yeah, I would put Godwin if I was at roughly around 10. Um, but, but, Godwin and, but between Godwin and Evans, you would choose Evans over Godwin? Yes. So all three of you have gone Evans over I, Godwin. I'll explain That's why. Interesting. I, I, would like, I would really like to know why, talent-wise. I, uh, I think sorts. Godwin is a better receiver than Mike Evans. Agreed. But fantasy production, who was more productive last year? Evans' production went up. Normally, he doesn't get these type of touchdowns. He doesn't get these type, all these looks. But he did get it. Godwin almost got faded by Brady a little bit. I'm not sure why, towards the end of the year. And Evans was his favourite receiver. So if i got to pick the favourite, I'm going to do it. It's not, you know... I'd, you can't have that many favorites. Like I said, I don't like Evans, but if he gets more points over the year, well, I'm gonna do. I'm gonna be. I'm gonna do some maths quickly. Leave me out of this a minute. Okay. This is interesting. Yeah. Let, 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 let me add to it. Like Brady's got loads of weapons. Evans mm-hmm. emerged as his favorite weapon. Mm-hmm. It's as simple as that. So uh, yeah. But those okay, so, disappear so, this so year. Brian Evans disappears. Yeah, exactly. This is that that so this is my argument. And I've said this a couple of times to you guys before. When Antonio Brown's on the field and there's more targets for Brady, um, Godwin disappears a little bit. If it's just those two next year Mm. and A B goes and none of these other Scotty Miller and you know, they don't bring in another receiver and it's it's more two receivers and maybe they go two tight ends. Uh, I think Godwin has a better season than Evans, and I don't think it'll be close. So Godwin had ten. Godwin had sixty-five receptions, and Mike Evans had seventy receptions. How many more games did Evans play than Godwin? Do we think? Godwin missed a good 
Evans played them all, didn't he? Bar one. Evans played them all. No, he played them all. He went off injured in one, but Godwin right broke off. his finger and had it fixed. Uh, and he missed Godwin, that. So Godwin missed four games, four whole games, and Evans only had five more receptions. But you're kind of proving our point. What was the touchdowns like? <laughs> well, Miles again, uh, again, you know, yeah. So uh, Evans smashed him in the touchdown department, but but Godwin was four games behind him and only five receptions behind him. So if you listen to your logic, same amount of receptions, roughly, and Godwin and Evans gets double digits touchdowns, and Godwin doesn't. So, so Godwin, have se- one... se- Godwin, Godwin, Godwin has seven touchdowns. Evans had thirteen. Yeah. yeah. But but for me, that's again. I'm <clears throat> so my logic for my in my in my eyes and my head that those touchdowns are dangerous numbers to bank on. And I'd rather receptions and t- and yards. So it's the same logic as Diggs and, and who did I just talk about? Jefferson. The yards mm. are there. The receptions are there. They're better receivers. They get open. Evans can't separate. We know this. We, see, we watch him all the time. He runs up. He runs one route and he out jumps someone and falls over. So there's no run after the catch. And it works. There's no, se- <laughs> there's no separation. It's just I'm taller than you and I can catch higher than you. Now, no, I fall into the end zone more than you. Yeah, well, okay, okay, so his bigger body or whatever is a bigger target for, for Brady in the end zone. But in terms of receiver talent, I, I, Godwin's just miles ahead, in my opinion. And he's young, he's 24. I don't think Ricketts Brady is the thing. I just, yeah. to be honest, well, I'm going to be bad. I, I would, That's yeah, I would, I, I would, if, if Antonio Brown leaves, I'm taking Godwin over Evans in, in the draft, I think. I'm going to bet on the, the receiver talent and the receptions over touchdowns. I think that's the common theme that I'm trying to go with here with the touchdowns. I think some of them are lucky. <laughs> These touchdowns, you know, some of them are but like Thielen, 14 touchdowns. Is Thielen going to get 14 touchdowns again? If, I mean, why, if doesn't, going... sorry, why doesn't that logic then fall on Devontae Adams? He's done it every year. And he, what do you mean? He had 18 touchdowns. What, what are you saying that? That's going to go down, so that's a high number. No, so I should be it's thinking it's going to go down. I think it'll, it'll stay rough, it'll stay pretty close. But you said that you shouldn't target touchdowns. No, I think that's a terrible. I agree with that logic, do. but mm-hmm. I don't understand why it's not followed through with some other receivers like the okay. I see what you're saying. Yeah, um, I can't answer that. I think Adams is. Is maybe the outlier then? I, you know, I, I wouldn't look at that 18 touchdowns and think, oh my God, Adams is not going to be a one or two next year. But I would look at someone like Evans, who's got no run after the catch ability, and he's he's reliant on one thing, out jumping someone. That scares me. That's all I would say. I, I I'm agree. trying to sell him. You can come and get him in Dynasty. I've got him everywhere. I'm trying to get rid of him. I got him next, right next to each other, nine and ten. So yeah, either yeah. is good for me. I like them both. Interesting. Okay, boys, great discussion there. We'll come on to the last two picks and we'll discuss anything more afterwards. Matt, before you go on to your last two picks, who's your pick number seven again? Uh, my pick number seven was Thomas because I put Alan as number six. Yeah, lovely. Because of, the, because of the look on people's faces. Uh, <laughs> that's fine. <laughs> um, uh, so who's your pick 11 and 12? So 11, Jefferson, I mean, there's been a bit of a parade for him already. Amazing 2020, 88 catches, 1,400 yards, um, you know, rookie uh, record numbers for a rookie. 
I agree he's taken over Thielen. Um, so, yeah, f- phenomenal. Phenomenal talent, phenomenal player for next season. He could be higher, um, but I, I have got him at 11. And then 12... Um, so this is a, this is I'm going to break the rules a bit, Luke. Because I have four players who could fit in there. <laughs> this, no. is a, this is this is all no, of the tier. Uh, well, let me let me just let me just name them. AJ Brown, no. AJ Brown and Godwin have been named. McLaurin, oh, yeah, both of them. McLaurin's there, and Higgins with a healthy bow for me could could be sneak into that Oof. top twelve. Yeah, I know, I know. So hello, hello, Matthew. That is tasty. That it is tasty, that, isn't it? So I mean, I'll be after Higgins next season, P. When you pick it up, inevitably. Um, so, but I will. <laughs> right, let me let me settle on someone, and I'm not going to go Godwin. Um, I'm going to go AJ Brown. AJ Brown. Godwin. I'm going to go AJ Brown. He, he didn't. He, he only played one in, one of the first four games last season. I think it was one of those as a buy anyway. Um, but he scored over twenty. PPA, he averaged over 20 PPR points um, in, in, across a six-game period. So he Solid. has shown that he's got it in his locker. He's got a consistency. Antonio's already talked him up a lot. I think, um, yeah, it could be a massive season for him, but he's got to do it first, so he's 12 for me. Hey, Pete, who's your 11 and 12? Um, 11 was Justin Jefferson for reasons we have talked a lot yeah. about, so I won't bother going too much Oops, else. Really isn't it funny how well Jefferson did in exactly the same position that Diggs was in for three years and didn't do that great? Let it go. Just mm. saying. Uh, 12, again, this is probably the toughest choice because this is where yeah. you, can, you can choose a lot of players. I've gone for one who I think has the best upsides for me. and um, It's Terry McLaurin because I would love to see what he does with a quarterback. It'd be nice. <laughs> so, yeah, I think he's got a lot of, a lot of upside with that position, which is why I, I would like him there. Nice. I completely agree with F1 McLaren. Um, Anto? Uh, Keenan Allen at 11, and Julio Jones for me at 12. A couple of veterans there. They're not going away. Uh, we've, we haven't spoke much about Julio or Alan. Alan's got the quarterback. Well, they both got good quarterbacks, so they both got that kind of rapport, and they're just a safe pair of hands, aren't they? So, I think they they both finish wide receiver ones right at the edge. That's where they live on the eleven and twelve border for me. Did Pietro? Did you not have Alan in your top twelve? No, he didn't. I was just about to Alan that. is he's in the list. If you look, Alan is fourteen for me. But you've ruined next week's show now, Matt. You are, <laughs> um, you are honestly, you are a maniac. The, the reason I, I can't explain, like Antonio's picked the safe players. I, I, I do agree with them. They are better hands. But you just know where you stand with people like Julio Jones and Keenan Allen. There's no sort of fun. You, there's no potential for upside. You know what you're going to get. You know what I mean? So I, I tried to pick players where, yeah, like you said with T. Higgins, trying to pick players with a bit more upside. Yeah, that, that's fair. The only thing with Keenan Allen, I mean, he's he, Herbert looks great, doesn't it? So, yeah. I mean, if mm. they keep throwing it, he's going to keep he's going to keep scoring. So it is a bit boring, but I think that's safe. Julio yeah. is probably the one that, if you want to talk about anyone who's who scares the life out of me, um, that's a big combo. Yeah, but then he's Julio, isn't he? So I mean, if he stays fit, how the hell is he not going to finish as a top? What we've got to assume is they stay. We're doing these rankings. 
assuming they're staying fit, correct? Yeah. I, yeah. Honestly, he's I don't be think... He cannot be in there. He cannot not be in there. You can't assume that Julio plays a whole season because <laughs> I don't think he ever has. <laughs> Is it fair, though? Do you know, when you're drafting, you can't pick a player who's never completed a season and say, yeah. it's just the year he, he does it at 31. He's going to play a full year. Whatever he, I think he's 31. He's going to play a full year. I'd be 32 next year. I don't know. You're going to play a full season? <laughs> but if he does, I can tell you he's going to finish in the top 12 without, without yeah, a shadow if, of a doubt. I honestly don't think he will. I, I don't think he's going to make that next year. assumption. Okay, boys, you, you brought up... Go on, sorry. I was just a, a very quick, but he doesn't get the touchdowns he mm-hmm. needs as a superstar receiver that he should. Don't know yeah, why that is that happen. is a good point. And it, that hasn't changed, is it? Because no. it was a lot of stick about that, and we all thought he might that, that might change. So, you know, that's a good point about touchdowns. That you, you don't always see us flip next year because we were expecting that from Julio. But then again, he's finished... In, as a top five receiver without those touchdowns. That's what I'm saying. So imagine, just imagine if he starts catching them in the end zone. We'll have to imagine. (laughs) (laughs) Boys, whilst you were chatting then, I just wrote down everybody who you picked and I've put a little, a range really of where they could go. So we put Adams one or two, Kelsey two or three, Hill one to three. So there's a bit of confusion there. Uh, Dix was four or seven. Hopkins was three to five. AJ Brown is a sneaky sleek sleeper at six or 12, and P's in put him in his top 12. So, number seven. I changed the list, Luch. We changed the list. And I got changed the list. to six as well. <laughs> Kelsey's confused everything. Okay, never mind about that. Thank you, man. Um, Kelsey's out. Okay, never mind then. Um, We've also put <laughs> this is absolutely nightmare. Um, we put Ridley five to seven. We put Thomas six to eight. We put Godwin nine or ten. Or Matt, you didn't even put him in your top twelve. Can you explain why? Uh, I just I was I, I went for Evans, and I just didn't think there was a place for Godwin in my top twelve. That's fine. Um, having Evans, Jefferson ten or eleven, very consistent, dear lads. Keenan Allen. P, I'm sorry if you've put him on the list, but Keenan Allen, 6 or 11. So it was a big gap there, and P didn't put him in his top 12, according to my list. Yeah, I may have got that wrong. The actual list is just DK Metcalf in capital letters. His <laughs> first capital letters. Why, was, um, <laughs> why was Keenan Allen not in your top 12? Can you explain... He was 14. So he between 11 and 14, well, 11 and 15, they're basically the same player for me. But I picked the one that was, like I said, a bit more fun. Yeah. You get a bit more excited about. Yeah, exactly. And you talked about why. So Julio Jones was the last one in uh, Antonio's list, (laughs) 9 to 12. And he said, won't be in that top 12 because of injury reasons. And explained that. Apart from that, boys. A lot of your discussions are in that bracket, and Pete's been talking about it for the whole show. That bracket, it's quite hard to pinpoint one exactly being number two or three with all the changes that could happen. Um, and that's that's the interesting point is who you prefer. Like Antonio's saying this person's a bit safer, P the aggressive person saying, I want someone aggressive who's gonna bang. And Matt Switzerland's going, 
I'm going to go in the middle. So that's, <laughs> that's the difference in your personalities, and that comes across in the fantasy, doesn't it? Yeah, absolutely. Spot on. Spot on, Lucia. I thought that was good. So at the end of the day, we're looking at this and we're saying, right, Pietro is going to reach for DK. Or not reach him. What you know, whenever he gets whenever he gets DK, that's his banger. For me, AJ Brown is mine this year. And Matthew, who did you Keenan Allen, I guess. Keenan Allen is, yeah. 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 So we've all gone for three three names there that we're high on and, and maybe the others are not. So I thought that was really good. Yeah, really good. And Jefferson being at the 10-11 is where I'd think it would be. So that's everything from me. I don't know if anyone else has anything they want to discuss before we go off. That was no? good. So that was thanks good. again for showing us, uh, joining us, listeners. As always, let us know whether you agree or disagree by tweeting us at bangers and uh, bangers trash pod on Twitter. Um, where can we reach you guys, Anto? Where can people reach you if they want to message you directly? They can reach me on Twitter, a carnivali seven at well, at a carnivali seven. That's how Twitter works, doesn't it? So yeah, lovely, thank you. <laughs> he'll, tweet, he'll tweet you back a month later when he gets a notification. <laughs> yeah, Matt, where can they find you? Uh, yeah, I'm at Statman May on Twitter. Yeah, perfect. And Pete, will they be able to message you on uh, the bangers and trash? And will you reply to that one instead? If one day. Yes, I think you can me. find Pete. Uh, you can find you can find us all on Bangers and Trash. That, that's yeah, easy as you well. Can find you us need all to find there. it. Pietro's always Hashtag likes out seven. Uh, there's a couple <laughs> of forums Pietro spends a lot of time in as well. Um, I heart Ceh being one of the ones. I heart um, TK Metcalf being another one. TK Metcalf, yeah. <laughs> and anything on any any subreddit around uh, CEH, I think Pietro is, is all over that. So, yeah, plenty of places to find Pietro. Yes. Doctor. Do you know what? I was going to just throw in at the end. Should we do a yeah. live? Do you want to do a live fantasy oh, dynasty yeah. trade with me right now? Thanks. Who's going to say yes to that? Let's do it. I thought okay. it would be a live redraft with us guys on here. That would be a great show, wouldn't it? We should do that. We're definitely, definitely going to do that in the off. I think we should do that in the off season. We should do a draft. We're going to do that. But and for we can now, hear us panic. But no, I don't want to trade. Ah, uh, okay. All right. Well, I was going <laughs> to. I was going to say the two. The, so the, I, I'm, I'm, I'm looking at who I want to get, not get rid of, but I'm, I'm listening for offers. And we've had a lot of discussion about Mike Evans. He's on my dynasty team, and Nick Chubb as well is getting a lot of love from this group. Also on my dynasty. Tr- Dynasty team, and I would be listening to offers for both of those. Ben Chubb over. Ben I'm over. Those players. So if you want to well, throw you want to throw an offer right now for the listeners, see what happens. No. <laughs> if I was gonna take Tello's advice, I'll give you a third round of Chubb. <laughs> All right, then we'll leave it there, lads. Let's leave it there. On that bombshell, and Sonia's gone. (laughs) On that bombshell, join us next week where we're talking about the rest of the best.